Welcome to Mystery Theater. Tonight is the next chapter of Murder on Skull Drive. When last we left them, Roderick and Nancy had arrived at Nigel's house for a very important dinner. But then the butler was murdered. Oh no! Nancy, please. This is no time to lose your head. There's a murderer on the grounds. We gotta get the fuck out of here! Wait, my friends! No, Nigel. Some fiend has stuck a knife in poor Manfred. This is no time to stall. No. Stalling would be bad. No stalling. Not one bit of it. Stalling, that is. Zilch. None. Okay, let's go. He's right. Any one of us could be next. Even me, the female of the group. She's telling the truth. She is a female. I've seen firsthand. I'll have to take your word on that. I've been fooled before. But you can't leave yet. Not until we figure out what happened. It's not safe. Come, Roderick. We can call the police in town. Also, can we swing by Wendy's or something? I'm still pretty hungry. Plus, a Frosty sounds really good right now. Do you ever dip your fries in it? I like to dip my fries in my Frosty, and then I swirl it around, and I lick my fingers dry, and then I like to put some ketchup and mustard on my spicy chicken sandwich, and it gets on my lips, and it's all tingly, and I'm sitting in my car all by myself, and then I think, well, you know what goes really good with a Frosty is a burrito, a 99-cent burrito from Taco Bell. So I go there, and then I get a chicken quesadilla, and I eat it all alone in my car. Oh my! What was that? It sounded like it came from the front door. Let me look. Dear me, it seems the large oak in the front lawn has been struck by lightning. It's pinned against the door. We're trapped. What about a back door? Surely a house of this size has many exits. I had all the other doors bricked up. Everything must come through the front. Why would you do such a thing? You sound like the fire marshal. I'll tell you what I told him. Well? Nothing. I told him nothing. After about an hour, he just left. Then I suppose we'll have to call for help and wait here. Nigel, where's your nearest phone? I have only one, and it's on the porch. Your only phone is outside? That's absurd! Excuse me if I like a cool breeze on my face as I conversate. I don't like your tone, Roderick. Remember, I'm still your boss. Oh, he's very sorry, Nigel. We're all a little on edge. Are you sure there isn't a second line anywhere? A servant's quarters? Office? A sex dungeon? I would love to be able to conduct business in my sex dungeon like a normal executive, but they wanted to charge me for every wall jack they installed. Nice tri-phone company. I didn't become rich by being a rube. I'm sorry for flying off the handle, Nigel. Now that we're stuck here, we better get to the bottom of this. I can use my investigating skills from the hotshot reporter job I have at the newspaper you own. You know the one. I do indeed. Well, my boy, what should we do first? We should head back to the dining room and check the body for clues. Maybe the killer left something behind, like a hair follicle or signed confession with photo ID. How dreadful. We actually have to examine a... corpse? It won't be that bad, Nancy. It'll be a lot like that month you were the city coroner. At first you hated autopsies, but by the end you were grabbing every John Doe in the morgue just so you could put your hands inside someone. I did become a whiz with a bow and saw. All right, let's do it. That's my girl. Always eager to dig into human remains. Follow my lead. 
Poor unfortunate Manfred. You know he was one hour away from retirement? I begged him to stay on, but he had his heart set on moving to the big city so he could practice his parkour. He wasn't very good being an eight-year-old man with poor hips and scoliosis, but he loved it all the same. Poor Manfred. Look at the knife. That's no kitchen knife. I've seen one like it before. That's a bear knife. For bears. Not for bears to use, mind you. But for people to use. On bears. I see. Where will the killer get a knife like that around here? Is there a Bass Pro shop nearby? Well, they'd probably have one. They absolutely do have one. But this knife came from right down the hall. You see, I'm an avid hunter and have several trophy rooms lined with not only animal pelts, but weapons of all kinds. I recognize that knife. It's one of mine. Well, then I know where our next stop should be. Bass Pro Shop. But, darling, we're trapped here, remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, then let's check out that trophy room, I guess. Good call. At the very least, we should grab some of the weapons, in case we need to defend ourselves if the murderer should return. Yes, of course. Oh, Nigel, do you have any idea who might have done this? Another member of your help, perhaps? I know maids tend to be generally surly and disgruntled. No, I sent all the help away. We should have the place to ourselves. But I do agree about maids. That's why, when I'm in a hotel, I keep my toothbrush with me at all times. I bring my own sheets and leave a dummy wallet full of counterfeit money when I stay in a hotel. Yes, yes, we can all agree that maids are a dirty, untrustworthy people. But then who could have killed the butler? I simply do not know. The only ones here are... The three of us. The killer must be in this very room. What? No! We all had the opportunity. Our bathroom breaks. What are the odds that three people had to use the restroom at the exact same time? Let me just check my calculator. One in four hundred thousand! Well, what do we do now? Two of us are innocent. How do we expose the culprit? I'll tell you what I'd do if I was in a room with a murderer. I'd slowly grab one of these weapons and... Oh my, the lights! I can't see! It's completely dark! Tune in next time for another chilling chapter of Murder on Skull Drive. Until then, please tip your maids. Seriously, they're good people. My mom was a maid. Sure, she robbed a lot of people, but still she's my mother. Good night. Welcome once more to Mystery Theater. On tonight's murder on Skull Drive, shit gets real. Like super real. Leave your wife and kids and run off to Montana with that receptionist at work you think is hot and listens to you real. Okay, maybe it's not that real. I'm just channeling some problems from home. But I wouldn't have to if someone would show up to couples counseling just once. Do you hear me, Janet? You goddamn bitch! Anyway, here's this thing. Dear Lord, he's got a gun! No, he shot Nigel. It's his picture. On the wall, his picture. Shot it right through the face. You're fine though, right, Nigel? Not a scratch.
But that photo of me has seen better days. I got another bullet here if you want to match it. That bullet can fix the photo with a hole through it so it looks like me again? That seems unlikely. Nigel, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe he's saying that the bullet can put a hole through your face as well so that you and the photo both have holes through the faces. Am I right, Mr. Gangster? Hey, this broad ain't half bad. And the name's Whiskers on account of my curly mustache. But you don't have a mustache. I did when they gave me the nickname. What are you doing in my home? I was downs here waiting for my partner, Manny. See, we gots plans to blackmail the lot of you. Blackmail? But I'm a white woman. You aren't making a whole lot of sense, mister. I aims to extort, as in to take, money from you. Got it? Is that what all these pictures and files are for? Wait, Manny? Manfred? Was Manfred your partner? What? Of course not. Manfred was as loyal as they come. He once donated his bone marrow when I had a rather nasty ear infection. The doctor said it would do no good, but Manfred wouldn't hear it. He would never betray me like this. Mm, I wouldn't be so sure. I'll let him tell you the whole story once he gets down here. Manfred's not going anywhere. Well, except the morgue. He'll definitely be going there. Most likely in a black bag. Yes, that is generally what they do with dead bodies. Dead? What? My beautiful Manny. No, my heart will sing no more. What are you going on about? You mean you didn't kill him? How could I kill an angel straight from heavens, huh? Hold the phone. When you say Manfred was your partner, you mean you were... Gay lovers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he was 80 years old and had that weird lip thing. Love knows no age, you mook. Where others saw a weird lip thing, I saw a shelf for kisses. <laughs> mm, sorry. I'm no prude, but that mental image made my stomach strangle itself. Nigel has money. Him I get. But why Nancy and I? We're just ordinary people. We don't have much to give you, and what we do have is tied up in the market. The deli market over on 9th. If you tried their pastrami sandwich, you'd understand. Manny put the plan together. He was the brains, and I was the stereotypes. All I knows is that he had something very specific in mind for you's twos. Oh, my. This mystery just keeps getting deeper and more shrouded in secrets. I fear we'll never get around to that dinner we originally set upon. And my tummy is grumbly. Here, have this granola bar I was saving in my pocket. I won't be needing it anymore. What do you plan to do now? Continue with the blackmail? Start dating again? I know of an all-male retirement home you'd quite enjoy. I don't want to live in the world without loves. You can keep your money and your whatnots. I'm through. You hears that? I'm coming, Manny, baby. Up and up those veiny arms of yours and pop a truckload of Cialis, cause I'm a coming! Fucking shit! Oh, got some of his brains in my mouth. It's all salty like a bad oyster. I can't believe he did it. I've never seen a man kill himself before. I mean, I've tried it a few times myself, but can't quite seem to get the hang of it. He may be dead, but at least I have this granola bar. No, 
he got blood on this granola bar. And it was oatmeal raisin. No! Nancy, calm down. Let's just get out of here. Anyway, this room has a real dead gangster funk to it. We need to get back upstairs, but we can't climb up the way we came down. The slide's been greased by my back sweat. There must be another hidden passageway somewhere. Maybe a bookcase or a loose stone. Look around you. All there is is an empty chamber and a man who resembles that photo of me with the hole through it. Do you see any bookcases or stones? Over here, there's a loose stone on this bookcase. Oh. Well, quick, jostle it. This whiskers gentleman is leaking all over the floor. That blood sure is curdling. Must be all the granola. That did it. There's a staircase leading up. We must go back to the main floor. Let's go, gang. Just a moment. I'm going to take this binder with me. You never know when it might come in handy. Okay, let's punch it. Quiet led us right into a laboratory. Look at all that glass tubing. It reminds me of my gynecologist's office, right down to the dungeon-like atmosphere. All these chemicals are making me dizzy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down. <gasps> Roderick, that chair you sat in triggered the door. It, it won't budge. We're trapped. Those bottles of chemicals just ignited. Fire flames, hot fire flames. Fire? That doesn't sound good. But you know what does sound good, audience? A grilled cheese pizza. Someone should invent that. Like the sandwich just laid on top of the crust. It'd be fantastic. Come back next time to see if anyone survives the blaze. But who are we fooling? They'll all be fine. You know how hard it is to introduce new lead characters? No. No, you wouldn't, would you, you bitch? Because you don't have a show. So you can eat it, Janet. <laughs> Janet, you're a bitch. Good night. <laughs> Haven't gotten enough yet. Of course not! How could you? And for you first-time listeners, who the hell starts something on episode eight? Seriously, what's what's wrong with you? Good luck following this incredibly complex and multi-layered plot with no prior knowledge of any goings-on. My my face is on. I'm so angry with you. And don't expect any help from me. Catch up on your own time, not mine. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Capri Sun to calm down. <laughs> I am Detective Johansson, and you are all under my arrest. I am not going back. They can put me in the ground before I'll let them take me. What exactly are we being charged with, Detective? Being a sass mouth for one. You let me worry about the rest. Oh, thank heavens you've come. One of these two is a murderer. Feel free to shoot whichever you find more suspicious. Now just hold on. We tried calling the police earlier, but couldn't get to the phone. So how are you here? We got an anonymous call that something quite nefarious was going on down here tonight. As soon as I found a dictionary and looked up nefarious, I jumped into my Edsel and stuck the pedal to the floor. But how ever did you get in? 
That tree is blocking the only entrance. As I said, I stuck the pedal to the floor. It wouldn't come back up. My car rammed through a wall. The brick slowed it down real good. Maybe you can help us get to the bottom of all this. One of us killed the butler and hit his body. It wasn't me because I am a delicate, delicate flower. Liar! But it could be any one of these deviants. Well, these are quite nefarious accusations. But the city pays me a nefarious salary to handle this type of thing. So, start from the nefarious beginning. Well, my dangerously violent wife Nancy and I were driving to my corrupt boss Nigel's house for dinner. Then we turned on Empty Nest, and the dog, boy, it was a good dog. And so each of them told the detective their sides of the story. I've let you listen in, but we'd trudge over the same junk like every episode. Plus, I recall telling you to catch up on your own time. We're burning daylight in this booth, and I've got reservations at the Olive Garden. Yes, it's a table for one. Who needs a companion when I have unlimited breadsticks who listen to every word I have to say? Like, you're any better? Huh? You can't even listen to the previous episode, slacker. We now return you as Nigel is finishing up. Then you said start at the nefarious beginning, which didn't really make sense. I, I don't think you know how to use that word. Sure is an interesting yarn you all have spun. Especially the part with the dead gangster. He's my favorite. So what are you gonna do now? Call for backup? Look for clues? Shoot Nigel, who I think did it? First thing I'm gonna do is have a seat. That was a long story, and my dogs are barking. Now, about this murder of yours, I'm just flat out stumped. No idea whatsoever. Could be any of you. Could be all three of you. Hell if I know. Ugh, this is a waste of time. This keystone is getting us nowhere. Whoa, hold it right there. Last man what called me a keystone is missing an eye. He had a glass eye and I hid it from him. And he'll never find it. You on action? How's this? My priceless chandelier! I was just about to get that priced. Now we know you can shoot your gun into the air. Whoopee! That's just how I get in the mood. The mood to solve crime. Now then, each of you had the motive and opportunity to kill the butler, but who here had the opportunity to move the body? And why? Well, I... It could have been moved by any of the other numerous people walking these halls. Plus, there's still the outside chance that one of them is the culprit. I think... Then there's the matter of who tipped off the police before the crime was even committed. Did the butler know someone was out to get him? Or did someone else catch a whiff of his blackmailing scheme? You've got an awful lot of questions and no answers. How'd you make detective, anyway? I won a raffle. Well, I'm tired of standing around. I'm gonna go find where one of you hid Manfred. It's the only lead we've got. I'll come, too. I don't trust you on your own. You might plant evidence or wipe your ass on things. And I'm the only one who gets to do that. Right, like I'll just let you go off and scheme against me, huh? No, neither of you leave my sight until this thing is over. Or I blink. But even then, it's just for an instant. I can blink seriously fast. Nobody's going anywhere. I'm in charge here. I'm the one with the gun. I just need to get more in the mood. <laughs> That oughta be a Oh my! The chandelier crashed right on top of him! He's as flat as a pancake! Well, a pancake with bones and entrails sticking out of it. So an English pancake. I knew I shouldn't have fastened it to the ceiling with bits of yarn. This one's on me. We'll never forget you, Detective G... Judge, uh, what was his name? Jobert. Jag... 
Ten. Jubby. Gin Blossom. Jumble. Jeff Holdsberg. We'll never forget you, Detective Jeff Holdsberg. No, that's not it, bud. But you know that's close enough. Let's stop screwing around and let's get searching. Finding someone in a house this size is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Or hay in a needle stack. Really, anything in a needle stack. Those are tough to sort through. We've got to... What the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? Are you dying to know? What would you do to find out? Rob a bank? Kill someone? Buy a precious moment's birthday train set for a... I don't know, a favorite narrator, perhaps? Whatever you do, make sure not to tell that dick who didn't listen to the earlier episodes first. They're like five minutes long. Are you really that busy that you have to skip the first seven shows? You disgust me. I hope you find the woman of your dreams one day. And where you're taking her out to dinner, you find out that one eye is lower than the other and it just, it really drives you crazy. But she's a lovely woman. You put up with it for a little while. But then a few years down the road, you're at a dinner party. And on top of that, it's your aunt's dinner party. So there's family around and everyone's having a good time. She tells everyone that one nut is lower than the other because she heard that you told everyone else that her eyeball is lower than the other. And it just puts everyone on edge for the rest of the night. And it's nothing but downhill shit after that. I don't want to wish that on you. But what I do want to wish on you is I want you to become a narrator for a murder mystery podcast that no one will listen to. Janet, you bitch. Your eyeballs are weird. Ah, you are such a piece of shit. Good night. Welcome back to Mystery Theater. Tonight's finale of Murder on School Drive is about to knock your socks off. So while you go, put on an extra pair of socks and probably some fresh underpants because if you're like me, they're covered in mustard stains. I'll break down what's been happening. Roderick and Nancy were invited to Nigel's for dinner, where the butler, Manfred, was soon murdered. While searching for the killer, Roderick was kidnapped and later tied to a chair. They stumbled upon a secret room where they discovered Manfred was planning on blackmailing them before he was killed. They began fighting, each suspecting the others to be the murderer. They also ran into several kooky characters and death traps within the library where Manfred lies. <laughs> Enjoy, listeners. I'm gonna go take Hello, sir. It's a miracle. Come on, give us a hug. I wouldn't have come any closer if I were you. I have a... <laughs> <coughs> I have enough bullets here to make your corpses look like ground beef that was shot a whole bunch of times. What in the devil? But you were just dead. 
you had a knife in your back. Specifically a bear knife. For bears. Not for bears Roderick, he knows! He's behind this whole thing! Aren't you? You're a clever one, my dear. I've been playing the role of the loyal butler for far too long. Tonight, I reap my benefits. And the Boston Market turkey I smuggled into my car? I'll also reap that. You fiend! But why? Have I not been kind to you? I paid you well, gave you a home, stopped putting feral dogs in your room, even though it was really funny. I've been planning this since before you ever even hired me. Years of preparation and rabies shots due to dog bites have led to this moment. So this has all been a ruse? Even your weird lip thing? What weird lip thing? Oh, uh, nothing. You look great. Wait, were you the one that kidnapped Roderick earlier? Wasn't that slide fun? The answer to both questions is yes. I needed to get you to stumble into Whiskers. I knew if he thought I was dead, he'd kill himself so I wouldn't have to. I don't work hard. I work smart. But wasn't he your special friend? You know, with butt sex. I was merely using him. He did all the grunt work while I schemed. Plus, he really knew his way around a testicle. So, all this tonight was for what? Money? <laughs> I mean, aren't there quicker ways of making a buck? Like, selling someone's blood. They don't even have to know you're doing it. I have a system. This goes way deeper than mere money, you stupid fool. <laughs> this is about retribution. Tonight, everyone pays for their crimes. The police were called earlier. That means someone out there knows what you've been planning. You won't get away with this. Your simple mind cannot comprehend how deep this goes. I am the one who called them. I knew they'd send that bumbling oaf to investigate. Then he'd be mine. What did Detective Jeff Voltsberg ever do to you? I called him a keystone once, and he took my glass eye and hid it. I had to get another, and all the store had were cat eyes. I heard he was crushed by a chandelier. Pity. Well, that explains the weird cat eye you've always had. So what happens now? I hand over my fortune and you kill us all? Can we flip the order? I'd really like to die rich. Now, we wait. There's one more player who's yet to arrive. My real love. This has all been for her. Her? But I thought you were... I'm bisexual. Try to be progressive, you fat buffoon. Oh, Manfred, take it easy on poor Mr. Cornfellow. He's had a very trying day. Prudence? Ugh. Yes, I've returned to make you all pay for what you have done to me. Also for Boston Markets. My wife and I have never even met you. So we can leave, right? We're cool. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, you have a lovely home. And we're just going to get going. So we'll just grab our coats and ski down. <gasps> oh, you are very wrong about that. You two are here for a reason. You've destroyed my family! Unless your family was that clan of possums that lived under our garage, you are sorely mistaken, madame. I'll start with my father. <laughs> or as you knew him. Judge Guy's right. I think you'll remember 
castrating him over a parking spot at Target. It was on a Black Friday, and a lot of people did a lot of things that they regretted. He never was the same after that. He resigned. He divorced my mother. He became a backup singer for the Black Eyed Peas. It was awful. He looks terrible in sequins. And you do too, Nancy. Not everybody can pull that off. My wife served her time. She paid her debt. And what exactly have you paid, hmm? My mother was Kathy Geisright. Does that ring any bells? Um, no. No, not really. Writer, creator of the comic strip, Kathy? You plagiarized her for years! It drove her insane! She ended up in a mental institution, penniless. And to pay for her treatment, I had to marry a rich idiot! I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What was that about the black-eyed peas? Now I will kill you all, starting with Nancy. Let me just... Aim my gun at her head. <laughs> Carefully pull back the hammer <laughs> and squeeze the... She shot Nancy in the head just as she described it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say this was the finale? I meant two-part finale. <laughs> You still have to wait to find out what happens. I don't know. I have the script in my office as we speak. What? What's that? I don't. It's not written yet. So nobody knows what's going to happen? But Nancy was just shot in the fucking head. Is she okay? I must know. Tell me now. Please! And why does Prudence sound so familiar? It's gonna eat me up inside. I can't wait till next time. Tell me! Tell me!